preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go How you doing out there? My name is Dan Horton and this is Erica Reesberg. And we're coming to you with this new podcast called Truth Seekers. And it's pretty much like what the name would insinuate that we are going to be looking for the truth in all things. And most particularly in what it is to be sovereign and what sovereignty is in the, uh, in the realm of spirituality, um, psychology, philosophy, and what it is individually to be mentally sovereign, spiritually sovereign, physically sovereign, all yeah. of these things, because yeah. in society right now, we've we need been, it. yeah, right? I mean, we've we been really going through it. so much. Yeah, and this is, you know, in some realms known as the Great Awakening, and it's the awakening of the spirit. And in order to step into who we really are and our divinity, we have to take steps into our sovereignty and that and the word sovereignty has so many, so many. different right. realms right and we're going to discuss that as well what does sovereignty mean to different people and through different cultures throughout history and what we can learn from that um but before we get more into that first i just want to say erica has been a, a good friend of mine for a while now we've well, a while's relative. I guess we've only known each other for maybe six months, but uh, yeah, but it feels like so much longer. It really does. Yeah, and past lives, I'm sure. Yeah, right. Um, and we had a very quick connection, and um, I think she's a beautiful soul. She has a lot of wisdom. Um, just a little bit about her particular background is she's she's got a PhD. I'll let her talk about that if she wants to a little bit. I know she's kind of moved out of the world of academia, yeah. so we won't touch into that too much. But she's. She cares deeply about animals. Uh, she cares deeply about human beings. She does something called body talk, which is, um, I don't know that much about it, but I know that it touches my soul when she talks about it. And she goes in and really is able to listen to animals and listen to people and what their body needs, knowing that the body is always a representation of what's going on spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. And psychologically. And so, yeah. so it's awesome to have her doing that for our community. I know a lot of people really, uh, you know, really love having you, you around to be able to help them and their pets. Thank so, you. Yeah. It's a gift. And yeah. and Dan, who just an old soul brother that I happen to beat up in this mm. lifetime, um, he's got a varied background himself. Um, used to be still kind of an actor, but we're yeah. evolving that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and does hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. And you're getting into some Toltec healing, which... Right. Well, I've always been into, you know, everything Native American yeah. in a lot of ways and have been down, you know, have been doing Native American ceremony for years and every, anything in, in, in some kind of indigenous North or Central or South American lineage mm -hmm. that comes into my field uh, that seems interesting. I, I, I usually am drawn to that. And right now the Toltec teachings have been brought into my field. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm fairly new to it, but it's really it's ancient, very interesting, ancient knowledge that I just I'm so grateful um, to be learning. That's beautiful. Yeah. And the body talk is a combination of um, chiropractic, kinesiology, mm -hmm. Chinese traditional medicine, Ayurvedic, and quantum energy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So I actually tap into the consciousness, and I actually had two sessions before Dan came over, of whomever I'm working with, and in this case it was animals, mm -hmm. and they come into my consciousness and walk me through a chart that I use that I've memorized so I don't have to look at the chart, but like mm. they bring in their deepest healing in this moment and I just write it down because I'm just channeling it. And 
is really fascinating and really deep and it's so far removed. I was a cultural historian. Right. So this is like, nope, soul saying you're gonna be the healer you mm -hmm. came in to be and it's just fascinating to follow that journey. You know, it really is fascinating and I think um, what I've been realizing lately with, within myself is that everything that we learn has its place, right? Yeah. Sometimes we don't connect the dots. Right. And as Erica alluded to earlier that I was an actor for a long time, I was a, a, also a teacher as well and I've done several different things and now the acting is kind of evolving into more of a transformational acting, transformational mm -hmm. healing, but I realized through my study of acting, which is really the study of human behavior mm -hmm. and understanding you know, as you study a character, you're really trying to understand where that character is coming from yeah. and what their backstory is. And so now moving that into more of a transformational healing um, with different modalities and also still keeping the expressive art form of it, mm -hmm. um, you can I can really see how the bridge of learning those talents is going to move into, you know, yeah. hopefully helping people become more sovereign, mm -hmm. which I think is what we're both doing yeah. in our lives, right? Yeah. Whether it's body talk, whether it's yeah. transformational teaching and mm -hmm. healing, whatever we're doing. It's, it's to help with the sovereignty. Yeah, it's different pathways up that mountain. Right. right. As interestingly enough, the um, the Toltec shaman that I've been studying with, he he, he gave that uh, explanation today, which I which I thought was great when he was talking about different forms of spirituality. Mm -hmm. He said that, uh, you know, there's many paths up the mountain. Yes. Um, all paths aren't going to get you to the top. They may get you a certain way. You mm -hmm. have to find a new path. Yeah. But there's never just one path. And right. um, so, no matter what we're doing in life, right? If we look at the if we look at it for how it can relate to the next thing, there's always kernels of wisdom mm -hmm. in whatever you're doing, right? Well, with my path as an academic, I started out with um, American studies because I love the interplay mm -hmm. of culture. Mm -hmm. Then I got a master's in revolution because I wanted to see what what made one work and I mm -hmm. never saw one that worked. They all failed because they all got influenced. Right. Then I got a PhD in cultural studies and I wanted to understand how culture was created. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand this, but the reason I did was because I'm going to be creating a new culture, right? We all are. And so like, what was the drive? What was the drive? And I see the themes coming through my life. Like, oh, that's what it was. I was trying to figure it out. Like I knew right. I was coming here. I chose to come here. What does it look like? Right. And instead of having a revolution, it's a it's a it's revolution. An evolution. Yes, yeah, an evolution of the self. Mm -hmm. And so I just put an R on it. <laughs> I, I love it, and that's that's really what we're all doing. That's what yeah. we hope to um, be a catalyst for with this mm -hmm. podcast. Is that we're all creating that new culture and that new evolution. The, mm -hmm. the term "new earth" is getting thrown thrown yeah. around a lot these days, which I like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I th hopefully it won't move into cliche status. I think it's not quite there yet. Yeah. But this concept of sovereignty that we're talking about, and um, you know, as Erica said, it could mean it means many things to many people. But yeah. let's just, for lack of a better way of describing all the terms of what it can be, let's just talk about it in the terms of you becoming your authentic self mm -hmm. and being able to have your independence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your independence, free from influence, free mm -hmm. from somebody telling you what to do, free right. from any form of slavery to the outside world and even to yourself, right? Yep. The programming that's been, yep. that we've all had, yep. you know, every one of us yeah. in our entire lives, so. So it's really about like, no one outside of you has authority over you. Right. Um, and your authority comes from your connection with the divine, mm -hmm. because we are divine beings living a human experience. Mm -hmm. And we came here 
to awaken to that. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So from that premise, we're going to talk more about what that really is in, in future episodes. But as I said in the top of this, uh, this cast here, that um, something was brought in um, the other day. Is that piece? No, no. That's, that's piece. Sorry, we <laughs> had a, we've got Techno this technology. <laughs> yeah, technical difficulties. We've got this little MacGyver today, which I'm sure you know what that means. So, um, anyway, so uh, the other day something was brought to my attention. We live in. We're coming to you from Mount Shasta, California, by the way. I think it says that on our logo, but we haven't yeah. talked about that. So, this is all about sovereign community. What was brought to me? Something we've all been thinking mm. about. And I think around the world, a lot of people have been doing this, you know, been moving more into what, what can we do to become more sustainable? What can yeah. we do to, you know, get out of the, you know, another fashionable term these, these days, the matrix, so to speak, mm -hmm. and be able to be yeah. more self-sufficient. Yeah. So we're lucky enough to live in Mount Shasta and, and the surrounding area where, you know, we're around a lot of people that are pretty independent thinkers, yep. I think, compared to a lot of areas in yeah. the world. And of course, we're around this magical mountain that has so much power and, and so much beautiful nature that we can always just step outside, even on the land you're living in right yeah. here, we just step outside and, yeah. and, and feel connected to everything. Yeah. Um, and it's rural. And it's rural, right, exactly. Which is like the biggest gift ever. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah. And, and, and also even, you know, adding to that gift is we're in a very small area, but people come here from all over the world. Yeah. And they come here usually because they're searching or seeking to get further along their path. Or pulled here. Or pulled. They're always pulled here. Yeah, and we'll go into our mountain pull stories yeah. as well. At but some not point. today. But not today. <laughs> but so the Mount Shasta community is one of a lot of spiritual seekers, mm -hmm. searchers, a lot of healers, um, as well as a very kind of uh, old school um, small town that people have been here for hundreds of years, generations back. Very good people. Yeah. So it's an interesting mix, yeah. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very interesting to see how those two sides were in the past may have been very different ideologically. They're not. They're not any longer because of the way the world has been going, yeah. right? They're really It's, it's very together. interesting to see, mm -hmm. like, what would, in some ways, would could have been perceived as political. Mm -hmm. That's gone. It's just gone. Because we're bringing ourselves into our humanity more. Yeah. And so all those artificial... At least here. Right, at least here. We're, we're right. All those artificial divisions are dissolving, right. and right. we get a chance to see each other on a deeper level. Exactly, which is yeah. interesting because that's what I was talking to. I was having a conversation with somebody who's very prominent in the community, and, um, and we were talking about, okay, these sides, these two sides that have been kind of diametrically opposed in the past, but mm -hmm. now are becoming very, very close, right, on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But there still may be some underlying old ideas about, you know, the New Age community or the yeah. New Age community feeling, you know, um, the same way about the other side that would be termed red for the most part politically, right? Right. right. But as you just stated, they're so much closer. So the, the real thing is, is what do they both want? They both want to mm -hmm. keep Mount Shasta sovereign. Yeah. They yeah. want to keep this community sovereign. They mm -hmm. want to keep big corporations and, um, and decadence mm -hmm. out of this community. They want to keep it pure. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because, and that's where we start getting into the crux yeah. of, okay, what do we do? Because what was yeah. brought to my attention and has been a bit in the past, but was really laid on the table uh, recently was that People, people know, and when I say people, those in that world 
of greed, mm -hmm. of, you know, all about making money, about how can we yeah. capitalize on the next trend, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. They're on to the fact, and again, we could even go deeper than this, and we will in later episodes, but let's just say right now, let's not say that we're talking about the one-tenth of one percent. We're just talking about those that are in the positions to make money in the business world. Okay. 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 Those individuals realize that spiritual tourism is on the rise because of what you said they earlier. Did that with, they did that with Sedona. They did it with Sedona, but yeah. it's even on the rise more now because why? Because more people are being mm -hmm. caused to think about their reality in a yeah. different way, right? Yeah. So they know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I came to this mountain in uh, 2019, just a couple of years ago, even though I was called here much earlier, but I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. Um, <laughs> when okay. I first got here, I'm going up the mountain, mm -hmm. you know, an amazing, unbelievable yeah. time on the mountain. But when I was driving up there, I remember looking around. It's so just beautiful, right? Yeah. And, so, and you can just feel the energy. I'm going, how, how on God's green earth is this place not developed? Yeah. How? I think she doesn't want it. Well, that's what we talk about, that yeah. the mountain protects itself, and there's mm -hmm. stories that we can go into as, as well later about how there was different things that happened on the mountain and they were stopped. Yeah. Um, but I think we're in a new timeline now where um, things are being stepped up on all sides. And yeah. so the mountain does protect itself, but now it's, I think, also she's time. She's asking for help. She's asking for help. Okay. And... So what we were talking about the other day with this person I mentioned earlier was, okay, what are we going to do to make sure that these sides are both strong? Mm. And for lack of a better term, I'll just say the new age side and the side that's politically red. The, we'll call it the, the, let's call it a little better better term than that. Let's say the uh, original Mount Shastinians. Yeah. That sound good? Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So what can we do? to get these sides where they're completely cohesive mm -hmm. because that's what it's going to take, right? Mm -hmm. Because what I've heard is somebody wants to come in and start some big nightlife here. <laughs> right? We're talking about, because if you know, if you haven't Sorry. been to Mount Shasta, it's a town where there's a few, <laughs> there, no, it's, it, it, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. It seems like, out of the realm of possibility. There's, there's, there's 3,000 people in Weed, which is where I live, and 3,500 people right. in Shasta, everything closes down at around like 8.30 or 9. So that's what the laughter was. Yeah, so. and it seems funny, but since, but, yeah. well, no, because since the big C word hit, right, mm -hmm. last spring, half the places, or spring of 2020, half the places here that were for rented, uh, or for rent, went into, you know, then became for sale, yeah. and most people... They were sold to people from San Francisco, oh, okay. L.A. Okay. If you can't get an Airbnb here to save your life because they're booked up. Yeah. So people are coming here because now they most people it. are working remotely as well. And they feel it. And they feel it. Yeah. And so, but the people that are coming here from the city, it's interesting, right? It's kind of like, I remember this joke somebody told me. Oh, it's when, last, when I was in New Mexico. Um, and uh, there's a big sign and a billboard in New Mexico. I can't mm -hmm. remember what town it was. I think it was called this town called Truth or Consequences, okay. which was named that because of uh, of, of a game show that they they, they filmed there. Well, they were actually they put in it was like this something uh, the host said, okay, whoever puts in as you know uh, as many people in their town as they can first, we're gonna name that next town Truth or Consequences and film a show <laughs> there. And it was this town in New Mexico. It was such a trip. Okay, because it doesn't seem like a game show town, but anyway, yeah. that's. Sorry about this, the side story there, but it says in New Mexico, it says if you're from, uh, in that town, it says if you're from California, you're coming here, leave your California ways back in California. Mm. 
Yeah. Right? They're doing that in Texas and Portland too. Because that's, yeah. the, that's the rub, right? It's like people yeah. move out of an area because they want something different, but then they try to change that area right. into what they just came from. Right. We were like, when I was living up in Portland, so Oregonians, I love Oregon, the drivers there are so polite. We even have in the test to get a driver's license, you, you have to know that there's a thing called the cushion. Okay. When you drive, the cushion is five to seven seconds between cars. Right. We have it written into our laws as a cushion. Wow. Okay. So like... It's definitely not a California... No, law. it's not a California thing. And when the Californians started coming into Oregon, like Northern Oregon, um, the driving changed mm. because the cushion was gone. Right. And all. And I'm not a native Oregonian, but I was comfortable with the cushion. <laughs> and I was like, right? wait a minute, what's happened to my cushion? Your life was a lot more chill. Back yeah. Then, mm -hmm. And so... I understand. I grew up in a small town and mm -hmm. I felt the shifts over time when the New Yorkers came into my little small town in Connecticut, the shifts and the dynamics. And it's this really tenuous balance of bringing in the new and maintaining the old. Mm -hmm. Right. So what needs to occur is a lot of discussions, Right. a lot of understanding, a mm -hmm. lot of heartfelt conversations right. not head-based conversations because that can easily disintegrate exactly and so that's what we were talking about um again i wish i could just name this individual right now so i don't have to keep saying the person to be named later but <laughs> i didn't actually ask him about you know if i could mention yeah. his name so but we were talking about let's bring these what can we do to bring these two sides together yeah. so we can be a cohesive front right yeah. because these people are coming yeah and right now the mountain, okay, is holding them, mm. all right? And the gatekeepers are holding them, but plans yeah. are there. Big development mm. plans, big movement into this town. Really? Yeah, they're there. But the good thing is, and, don't use but, use and, because but can be negative, right? All that kind of thing. NLP, improv. Improv. <laughs> so what we can do is if we get these sides together mm -hmm. um, and we come up with a cohesive plan, mm -hmm. right? A cohesive plan and take it to the city um, and even take it to the county. And I'm like, mm -hmm. look, this is what we want to do with this town. Mm -hmm. um, you know, get the people behind it with petitions, yeah. get grants behind it, whether mm -hmm. it's we build a, and we, you know, and we get a think tank of people together, putting ideas together. Mm -hmm. Like there's a big piece of land south of town. If we can somehow get a bunch of people together to purchase that, to build a sustainable farm there. Yeah. Maybe have a, you know, uh, maybe build a whole area of, of housing where people can live and we're doing that. And then that moves into a, co we use that sustainable mm -hmm. farming for a co-op. Right. Right. And then we develop our own, you know, there's there's a couple community centers, which mm -hmm. some leaders in the community are already involved in. Mm -hmm. Maybe we even um, move in on that, you know, and we go into like, this is our plan to handle yeah. the transient, and the homeless shelters. Yeah. So we, with our own council mm -hmm. from both sides, yeah. right? The yeah. original Shastinians mm -hmm. and the, the new age people. Um, can come together and form a unified front like that and yeah. get the town behind it, then we believe, um, myself and this other person I was talking to, and I think you and, mm -hmm. and others, that we can do this. But yeah. it's going to take a, a unified front. And if we can do it, I think we could be a great example of yeah. what it is to be communally sovereign. Mm -hmm. And while you're doing that, you're also what? You're increasing your individual sovereignty, yep. Yep. right? On an economic level, sustainable level, a spiritual mm -hmm. level. Right, we're becoming more self-sufficient, and we're going to have that opportunity. It's 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 not even an opportunity; it's pretty much a must. Yeah. But it's going to have to happen pretty quickly. Yeah. 
because we know what's happened. I mean, you well, just and you, also, you, you know, so, earlier. so it's it's also so we have these two in you know these local factions. Mm -hmm. What do we do to include the ones that are coming from away? What do we do to bring them into this greater vision? Right. While helping them realize the depth of spirituality and the sovereignty that this place is calling us to. Well, I think part of what we do is is what we spoke to earlier is that if we're unified, right, yeah. in a vision of what this town is not a fragmented vision it's not this amazing right. healer's doing this over here this person has a sustainable farm over here right. that's great but that doesn't speak because then people are like well that's great i want to come up and get my piece of the pie and mm -hmm. i mean well and maybe they're maybe they do maybe they don't but they may think they do right a lot of right. stuff going on in the unconscious right but if there's a unified front of people that mm -hmm. care about this community mm -hmm. then not only do I believe it's going to attract the right people, mm -hmm. but also those that are attracted up that are attracted here for let's say the wrong reason, um, they're either going to shift their point of view, mm -hmm. okay, and maybe be like, you know what, Erica, I was going to come in and do this or with this corporation, but now what I want to do, I think we can move into our money that we have for nonprofits or grants and help you guys yeah, yeah. do what you're going to do. Yeah. Or they're going to move on to somewhere else. Right. Where the frequency is lower. Right. And the unification is right. not as strong. Because you know what happened in this town with uh, with Crystal Geyser, right? Yes. And that was shut down, right? Yeah. And and that's a big corporation. Yep. Why was it shut down? It was shut down because of because of community uprising. Mm. Wasn't going to let it happen. And then yeah. I will say this story real quick about the mountain because I think it's the right time to say it. So um, I've heard several stories about the mountain. Wanting to be developed. Yeah. But the one that really comes to mind that's, that's uh, um, I think, that's very apropos with this what we're talking about now is Panther Meadows. Mm -hmm. Which if you don't know Panther mm -hmm. Meadows, it's, a, it's divine. an incredibly sacred place. It's divine. Uh, Mount Shasta. And um, it's been written about in several books. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm actually reading Unveiled Mysteries right now, which is about St. Germain, which is, I've, I've, I'm rereading it. Um, so if you have a chance, Unveiled Mysteries, to read that, that'll tell you all about why it's called Panther Meadows and a lot about the mountain. But Panther Meadows, uh, I don't know how many years ago this was, maybe 15, 20 years ago, they wanted to put condos up there on Panther Meadows, right? And it was basically signed, sealed, and delivered, mm -hmm. from what my understanding is. Um, and there was a hearing mm -hmm. about it. People from the community came out, and of course, many people were against it. Yeah. But it looked like it was going to go through. Okay. You know, I just didn't have the wherewithal to stop. There was too much money mm. behind it. Where have you heard that before, right? Yeah. Um, and then a Native American Karuk elder by the name of Charlie Tom, where I never had the, oh, Charlie, I've never had the chance to meet him, but I've been fortunate enough to go to several sweat lodges, um, with one of his mentees, uh, oh, Michael Severisa. Yeah. That's that, beautiful. And so I've heard about him a lot. Okay. And he used to do sweat lodges for up to a hundred people in Panther Meadows. Wow. And was really a caretaker mm. of this mountain. Mm. Yeah powerful, That's powerful beautiful. elder. So the story that I heard was that during this hearing, Charlie Tom got up and spoke. And when he spoke, it was great spirit coming right through him. Wow. And um, mm. there wasn't a dry eye in the house, including the judge. And uh, yeah. And the judge said, I can't let you build. Wow. 
So that's beautiful. I would love to get to be back in that. I can kind yeah. of see it, feel it. Can you mm -hmm. see it as as it was happening? Yeah. It's like time, you know, morphing. Mm -hmm. But there's always that, right? When 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 spirit is really coming mm -hmm. through you to that level, yeah. anything can shift. Right. Right. You know, and this was a man that was so connected mm. that he was able to shift everything. Yeah. So I think that we have that opportunity again, and it is an opportunity, yeah. right, for us to step into our sovereignty, our sovereignty, our yeah. divine selves. Yeah. But we we need to come together to do it. Mm -hmm. um, we need to step out of the divide and into yeah. the unified. So. Yeah. And that's that's a microcosm of the macrocosm. Exactly. Because what's happening in the greater culture around the world is this massive separation. And there are choice points that we're being given to succumb to a lot of pressure or to be sovereign and, and love. Right. Like there is no other. There's no other. There's only us. And if we get triggered by another, guess what? That's our trigger. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I think... Again, and that's why I, I feel like we all are having these crises, yeah. crises in our lives, right? But what's what's that uh, what's that term? Um, out of chaos and out of crisis comes great opportunity. Yeah, right. And this is yeah. our opportunity, all of us, to mm -hmm. look at our own lives personally. Yeah, and um, via our community mm -hmm. and. Through everything that we're doing and say okay where do we feel like there's a crisis where is it chaotic where is that opportunity yeah. coming from mm -hmm. and um, so for wherever you are out there if you're listening right now um, think about your own life maybe and what's yeah. what's happening or in your community or in your family and um, what seems like it may be completely off the rails right now and part of you doesn't want to deal with it because it's like oh what is going on mm -hmm. That could be the best opportunity for not only you to step into your sovereignty, but to help others yeah. find their own sovereignty as well. So I know we've we've got a lot on our plates here. We're going to have yeah, a lot do. on our plates in Mount Shasta, and it'll be interesting to see how we all Come step together. up together. Yeah. And, there's, and I think just going into it, knowing that there's going to be some growing pains, right? There's going to be some okay. times where we're like, that ego is going to get in there and, you know, but I think it's exciting. It's, oh yeah, this like we, this is a chance where we, where we get here. to grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if the whole for me, how do I look at someone who is completely, seemingly separate from me, mm. and love them as much as I love myself? Because that is the only way to shift. Mm -hmm. If I love myself fully and completely and I feel my sovereignty and I'm embodying it, the love that I am is the love that everyone else is. That's, that's beautiful. I feel called since we're coming to kind of, I think the, towards the tail end of our episode here and just going with um, what I'm feeling in the moment, I would love it if you would just lead me, you, and whoever's listening, maybe just on like a two-minute 
meditation off of mm. what you just said? Would you be up for that? Yeah. Because it just felt so right on. Yeah. It, was, it was really okay. moving me in my heart. Thank, Thank you. you. So place both hands on your heart, your sacred heart. And if you've never tuned into your sacred heart before, you actually have one. Imagine that above your carbon-based heart, there's an actual heart drawn like a valentine. Mm. It's surrounded by a golden light. And there are roses horizontally across it. Just deeply inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth as you feel this. And as you tune in, you're going to start to feel like a white silver cord extending from that sacred heart up, for lack of a better way to put it, to your higher self. And your higher self is your non-physical self, which is there always waiting to guide and direct you to your highest, highest outcome. And as you tune in, just ask your sacred heart to show you through feeling what a yes feels like. And a yes can be colors, it can be a sensation, it can be an emotion, you can feel your body shift with it. You might not feel very much at all because you've never connected with it before, and that's okay. Tune in, slow down and feel. And when you feel something, thank you, say thank you. And when you're ready, ask your sacred heart what a no feels like. When you feel that, thank you. This is the first step in helping you reclaim your sovereignty because it will help you get out of your head and into your sacred heart, which is where we're supposed to be led. You can use this tool with every decision you make, because if you do, with the small decisions, the big decisions will become clearer. May this beautiful tool serve you on your path to your awakening into more of who you truly are so that you can step into your sovereignty with ease and grace. And so it is. So it is. It is so. It is so. Thank you. Amen.
Thank you. Thank you. Well, this has been a lot of fun yeah, doing this with you. Yeah. And, uh, I look forward to seeing where it's going to go. And Me too. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of magic. Mm-hmm. And hopefully a lot of connection with all of you out there. And yeah. and um, we'll move through this all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until next time, keep seeking the truth. And it'll seek you. Mm-hmm. So much love. So much love. Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones you will know Trust and let go